Hello, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another podcast episode on Talk Architecture and your host, Maziati Muhammad Yaqob. We have a couple of parts. This is the part one on theory of architecture under the subtopic of disabilities. Disabilities is something that is not concerned if you are not disabled in general terms, unless it is forced upon you to acknowledge it and to act upon or act upon it, whether to have the built environment designed for persons with disabilities and older persons or not. Depending on where you are, you are governed by a set of legislation and regulation and code of practices or culture or the sort of awareness, society's perception of different different parts of societies and different perceptions on disabilities, meaning whether the society is conscious or not of the needs of persons with disabilities in their community. Now, I found this interesting article that um, is under the archdaily.com under the, uh, if you type in disabilities, you can find this article, it's the latest article, but originally this article was found in Bloomberg.com under Bloomberg City Lab. And it's relatively recent, recently published in April 23rd, 2021, written by Anna Zivartz. It is the 15 minute city. The title, The 15-Minute City, isn't made for disabled bodies. The the subtitle is By Prioritizing Speed and Efficiency Over Accessibility, the Popular Urban Planning Model Neglects the Mobility Needs of Those Who Can't Afford to Live in Dense Neighborhoods. There's an image of a disabled person waiting for at a curbside near a building sitting or I don't know whether that is designed for a disabled person, but it's not a seat. It's about 700 meters high with a wedge at the top to put your bottom there. In that image, it says, for those with a mobility disability, access to fixed route transit is a priority. You know, I get this. When I was trained in multiple disability training courses by the United Nations, I, as a physically disabled person, I, I was first introduced to other other people with disabilities 
blind person, hear, um, deaf persons. At a time, there were basically three, three types of disabilities. People with these um, come together and we train. We were doing some training. And the first time I realized after, uh, when I was doing, when there was a, an exercise, a group exercise, and I was kind of stressed out. And the person who saw that I was stressed out was a deaf person because they they were very sensitive to with their eyesight. They have to use their eyesight more to see clues, visual clues, um, and interacting with others. And for the blind persons, they were drawn to my voice and conversations. This is kind of like quite quite jarring, quite quite pronounced. This when when a group of us get together, this uh, issue of being um, what are the abilities that we use more. So the hearing ability was more for the visual, a vision impaired or blind person. And I, as I went along, I realized that um, there were many other trainings with United Nation, and and um, there was one in, in in Thailand where we sixteen people from different parts of Asia and Asia and the Pacific region came together and. We, I found that for some people in the group, it takes them a longer time to get ready. Um, they take a longer time in the bathroom or they take a longer time uh, to adjust themselves and they need to have a different way to, to, to pay attention in the class to get themselves comfortable. Maybe they have to put their feet up, prop up a um, cushion or something, you know. So it's, the trainer knew that there are different needs and and gave enough time uh, for us to get from one thing to another, how long it takes to get ready, breakfast, um, and also getting ready to go to the class and so on. Now, this article, going back to this article on the Bloomberg City Lab article, I'll do another quote of the 15-minute city. The idea that anyone should be able to walk or bike to most essential services within 15 minutes of their home is dashes all the rage in urban planning discussions these days, but let's dig a little deeper. Who is included in, uh, quote, unquote, anyone? The idea that anyone should be able to, you know. In addition to the racialized and colonial assumptions at play, the 15-minute city model also erases disabled bodies and movement. How much time does it currently take you to get to the grocery store? How much time should it take so society values time differently depending on relative privilege. If you're a commuter who drives to work, 
Spending an extra five or 10 minutes stuck in traffic is cause for transportation departments to spend billions on road widening. But if you rely on paratransit, your pickup window can slide one or more hours on either end, and that's part of the course. Imagine this, for a person who has to rely on paratransit, like vans that are for persons with disabilities who you have to use a wheelchair and have to wait for the platform lift, the driver to come, and then go and wheel out and wait for all these adjustments and boarding and boarding onto the uh, van. And it's not like you just jump in your car and drive off, you know? So is is that's, that's what this article is trying to, to, um, to point out when we discuss about planning and ideas of the 15 minutes, the 15 minute city, the concept of the 15 minute city. So it further adds that we all move at different speeds and with different ease through space. It's a privilege to be able to walk quickly or hop on a bike or a shared scooter. With maybe an easy jaunt to an able-bodied 20-something single dude can feel very different if you have a mobility disability or if you're blind or if you have a kid or a grocery cart. So focusing on this 15-minute window of easy time puts us into the mindset of prioritizing efficiency, which fits conveniently, conveniently into a framework that values speed over access. It's the trap that's gotten us to raise speed limits and refuse to install traffic signals to ease pedestrian crossings. It reminded me, of my friend in Singapore who told me that there is this card that you use at traffic lights and it will make the traffic lights um, uh, work a bit longer because it is trying to suit to the to the um, person with disability um, who is crossing uh, at the road junction. So, those are little details and whether it's applications in the smartphones, some system in terms of communication and ease of traveling, we have those around, we know of them. And this is not, it's designed in another way. It's not the built environment with the architects, but this UI, UX designers. And, and it's very important to integrate um, physical design with uh, communication systems. When we think about um, accessibility for person with disabilities, I will talk about this later. And um, this is a vision of urbanism. We, I thought that this was being taken care of by local authorities, but I guess there's always something new happening and people come and go. So maybe people who have not understood about accessibility for persons with disabilities, they would suddenly um, recall, uh, think about a new concept of efficiency and not really considering 
disabled person. So when this uh, person who wrote this article said, framework that values speed over access. Access always have something, um, something else that became a priority over it. Like um, it could be security, uh, meaning like in, 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 um, in a building design, maybe in terms of the ing ingress and egress, uh, means of escape out of the building, the, it wasn't, there is not much planning and understanding how to think about how disabled person can escape from the building when there is fire. Um, these are very important things, crucial things, and it's against the law if you haven't considered such things before. So this, this issue of, um, of thinking about everyone when you design is very critical even in the beginning stages of planning and it, it should be developed in the development process until you have a detailed design of it. And often we're, they are in boxes, yeah? When you think about the system and you think about the built environment, the system, is integrated later or considered separately. And that's the problem when you think about that. Yeah, um, again, uh, access could be, in this case, is efficiency in urban planning, how to design for efficiency in a 15 minute window where disabled person need an extra half an hour or even, you know, an hour, um, before and after 15 minutes. It's a struggle for persons with disabilities to negotiate the urban environment and any think that helps whether the professionals in the, in the field think about design empathy, think about design thinking for persons with disabilities any way that could assist in considering for access is a great thing, really. So I'd like to talk about that only for now. And in part two, I'll go into more detail about um, this issue of human being, the, the part of the human being um, having to deal with the built environment, the, re the relationship of the human being with the built environment. Thank you for listening.